This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Blue Iron. The Arizona Cardinals select Kyler Murray. And the 2019 Offense Rookie of the Year is... This year's most valuable player, Lamar Jackson. All right, guys, welcome back to the Established Pass Podcast, presented by Clutch Points and our friends at Blue Wire. I'm your host, Blake Lovell. With me is my co-host, Stone Reagan. We're back here for our picks uh, for Week 9 in the NFL season and uh, trying to continue some streaks here. Uh, Dylan, I'm trying to continue my uh, upset uh, streak, and uh, unfortunately, uh, I think uh, was the Bucks. You picked the Bucks uh, in Week Eight. Yeah, right? I think. Oh, for, yeah, it did not work out for me. Yeah, it didn't work <laughs> out. Uh, then again, of course, as we said, I picked the Browns. So uh, you at least got the winning team right. Uh, I picked the Browns, and uh, they were not good. But we'll try to get back on track here with our uh, picks for our betting locks and upsets of the week. Uh, I think we actually feel pretty confident this week heading into these. Uh, so uh, that's mm-hmm. unusual. We'll see how it turns out. But uh, as usual, we will go through uh, our games of the week, betting locks, uh, upsets, and then our quick picks for all the rest of the games that don't fit into those categories. We start with our games of the week. Yes, games, plural. Uh, First time we've said that in a while. Usually we've found one game that both of us have said, all right, that's clearly the best game of the week. We have to both go with that one. This week, there are several options, actually, and uh, I think there's another we'll get to in a bit that could have been Mm -hmm. in this list. But, uh, Dylan, we will start... Uh, with your choice here for your game of the week, which is the uh, Saints at the Bucks, and uh, hard to ignore that one because uh, we know that's a big game in that division, big game in terms of uh, two teams who have Super Bowl aspirations. And uh, right now, uh, Bucks five and a half point favorites going into this one, so kind of tells you where the Bucks are at at this point. Yeah, I think it'll be a lot different game than Week One, when especially with the, the Bucks' offense was just getting started with the abbreviated training camp and all that stuff. No preseason. I think now we're into November. Obviously, the Saints still the whole Michael Thomas thing keeps their, yeah. keeps dragging on. But uh, I mean, they keep even though they haven't looked amazing. The Saints continue to stack up wins. They're still ranking really well DVOA wise. As is Tampa Bay. Tampa a bit better in both uh, offense and defense. Still hold despite that. Uh, less than. Perfect performance against the Giants. They're still ranking just above Pittsburgh at the top of the DVO rankings on defense. So I'm picking the Bucks in this one. But just overall, I, I think this is going to be, for me, definitely the, the most exciting game, the one I'm looking forward to the most this weekend. Just two teams that we think could have, super, at least they do have Super Bowl aspirations that we think maybe uh, has have the capability if everything uh, breaks right. Two of the more balanced teams, too. I mean, we look, there's a lot of good teams in the NFC, but there's a lot of them that have either really good offenses or really good defenses. 
these two teams, two are, I think they're the only two that are ranking the top ten on both sides of the ball in the NFC. Uh, Arizona might be a little close to that as well, so that shows you how high they've gone. But, yeah, just overall really excited to see now that we're into November. I feel like both of these teams, a lot different than week one, all that time together. This is where we're going to really see the, the truest version of both of these um, uh, rosters, and I think it's going to be just a fantastic game. Definitely never considered it, though, as a betting lock with uh, Tampa uh, favored by five and a half at home. Yeah, I was surprised when it was five and a half, but uh, I, I don't know. I just, yeah, I mean, I think about these two, and the Bucks are pretty good right now. It's not to say the Saints aren't, but uh, still some unknowns, of course. Uh, Michael Thomas, all this other stuff. So uh, we'll see what happens, but uh, should be should be a very good game, uh, understandably, as uh, one of the games of the week. Uh, to be different, I went with the Seahawks at the Bills. Seahawks are three-point favorites in this one. Um, I don't know. I just feel like this is one of those games where we talked about the Bills on the previous episode of the podcast. This is one of those games that can change your mind about the Bills here if they can find a way to win this one. Um, the Seahawks just have a ton of momentum right now. As we said, uh, this will be a battle between uh, two quarterbacks that uh, have a variety of ways they can beat you uh, on offense. And I just I think this should be pretty fun because, uh, like I said, this could be a big turning point type game for the Bills, even though we have our questions about them and maybe how confident mm-hmm. we are in them as a, as a playoff team. Uh, in terms of winning games, we know they're probably going to get there, but uh, can they win games? And then for the Seahawks, um, as we've said, Bills' uh, defense, not as good as we thought it would be to this point, probably in the season, and uh, the Seahawks' offense is still just rolling right along. Yeah, that's why, for me, I'm definitely picking the Seahawks, even on the road. I do think that advantage will come into play a bit. Obviously, they got the early start, uh, depending on what the weather is in Buffalo. Not uh, Right now, it shows, at least on AccuWeather, 71 degrees and sunny, so per- <laughs> nothing you yes. could ask for better. I do think that is a good thing, though, for the Bills' offense. Uh, this might come down to what version of Josh Allen we see. Is it the guy that, for the first five, six weeks, you have people saying he should be in the MVP conversation, and while they've continued to win games he's not looked nearly as uh, <laughs> nearly as dominant nearly as effective his accuracy has he struggled a bit more with the last couple of weeks whereas yeah Russell Wilson's still dealing both defenses really uh, so far still struggling somehow Seattle's actually above Buffalo in a DVOA but they're much worse against the pass so Josh Allen really has to step up for Buffalo to have a chance I think this will be one of the more exciting games so it definitely warrants being in this game of the week kind of category outside of matchups between two bad teams this has the highest, uh, like the closest uh, ESPN football power index uh, prediction of any of the like matchups of teams with five, six wins. Uh, so yeah, definitely should be a really exciting game with two quarterbacks that um, one guy that's still yeah been as consistent as anyone, and Josh Allen trying to get back on that level. Yep, uh, we'll see. This uh, yeah, just another game where. You know, as I said, could, could see some points put up here. Uh, this is a, a fantasy game. If you're uh, someone who, uh, you know, trying to figure out, uh, obviously you're going to play your quarterbacks here, but uh, maybe some other guys uh, in there as well you could consider uh, putting out there and uh, should be a good game, as you said. At least uh, if it's going to be sunny and 70, uh, I don't know. Buffalo weather's weird, but uh, you wouldn't expect that to go down into the snow category uh, and be off by maybe 40 degrees there. So we'll see. Uh, if that happens, but should be a lot of points in that one. Should be a lot of points in Saints Bucks. And by the way, I forgot to mention I'm picking the Bucks also, and I'm picking the Seahawks in this one. All right, to uh, our pride and joy here, our betting locks of the week. Um, we're gonna start with mine uh, because I almost contemplated taking Dylan's, and actually came into this podcast thinking before I even looked at the lines, being 100% sure I was gonna take mm-hmm. uh, the game Dylan took, but uh, I decided on another. I'm going to go with the Vikings, who are at home against the Lions. Vikings, four-point favorites in this one. I 
think will probably, Dylan, this may be me kind of, uh, I guess, getting out ahead of some yeah. line movement here uh, <laughs> because you would probably think that this line's going to move a bit uh, with Matthew Stafford, um, you know, landing on the, I don't remember the exact wording they said. Uh, I guess the, the high risk, is that what they're using? As, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, so being in contact, so being kind of with someone that's, at high risk, and so, um, you know, because, again, being in contact with someone, so he's now on the reserve COVID-19 list. Um, so, obviously, uh, that brings about some questions in terms of uh, what uh, could happen here in this game. Uh, so, I think for now, because this one is at four, I probably have no choice but to take it. Uh, but, as we said, probably would not be surprising either if this thing gets pushed out a bit uh, ahead of that game on Sunday. Yeah, it's, I mean, when we put in these picks, I mean, hopefully some of you guys were, were looking at the, the news as well and were able to, to sneak one in because, yeah, on ESPN and, and on Bet Online, both of these uh, spreads have been pulled down for the moment. But hopefully you can get them in. It still yeah. counts here. We made the picks when that was the case. And there still is a chance that he'll play. Adam Schefter noted that if he has negative tests, yeah. he can be eligible to come off the list on Sunday. So, I still think even with that four-point spread, maybe even if it was a little lower, I'd feel a little more confident with the betting lock. I still think the Vikings should cover. Uh, both of these teams have not been consistent, but I think the Vikings, even though their record just a tad worse than, than Detroit by one game, I think they've looked better this season. They've played better against better competition. Obviously, uh, going coming off that high of beating the Packers, the, you only think back to two weeks ago what they did against the Falcons, so that gives you a little more concern. But they almost beat the Seahawks, probably should have beaten the Titans. They've had some games where, they, yeah, they should be a lot better. I still trust, you know, the, how their defense is coming along, even if Mike Zimmer is saying that he's trying to get guys from a kindergarten level in the secondary to, to a master's class. I don't know how that's exactly yeah. going to work out for you. But if you're facing, as you were mentioning before the podcast, Chase Daniel instead of uh, Matthew Stafford, that definitely helps yeah. you out quite a bit. Uh, I think Kenny Galladay might miss this game or probably is going to miss this game. So there's a few things going against Detroit there. And I, I do think Minnesota's offense, just with how well they've run the ball, um, I, I think the matchup for them against Detroit, it is something they sh- where I it really should be able to put up points. Uh, but that's kind of what we've been saying about Minnesota all year. So we'll see what happens. <laughs> yeah, I just, you know, you mentioned Galladay's out. Vikings are coming off of that win against the Packers. I guess that could be, you know, a good thing or a bad thing. You could have a letdown spot here. But even if Stafford plays, I just feel like the Vikings coming mm-hmm. off that win, they finally, finally have some momentum, uh, maybe have some confidence now. And uh, I just, four points, I would probably take that. But uh, I'll leave in my caveat that, uh, you know, if this one moves out around a lot and uh, maybe we're not looking at this as a legitimate pick, uh, I'll add another one here in a bit when we talk about another game. But uh, yours, as I said, I really wanted to pick yours, and this was I went in hey, not – doubled up. <laughs> well, I went in not knowing what the line was because I, I was thinking about this actually before we started, mm-hmm. you know, before we put our picks down and everything. I was, you know, already thinking about it in my head. I'm like, well, this game to me easily – I think about this game, and I'm like, I'm probably going to pick this team uh, that's the favorite because I think about who they're playing against, I'm like, this is probably going to be an easy one. No, believe it or not, I'm not talking about the Jets. Uh, there's a first. Uh, I am talking about the team that I picked to make the Super Bowl, and they are two touchdown underdogs at home. In this week, in week nine, the Cowboys are 14-point underdogs at home against the Pittsburgh Steelers. And I, I did. I, like, I was thinking about it. I before again, before I even saw the line, I was thinking, all right, I probably think this is going to be maybe, 
I was thinking like 11 to 13, but mm-hmm. it's 14 and like you're probably still going to be fine there because I could see like even a push, like you'd be okay here. But the Cowboys, I think this could be just a mess. Like I feel like the, I feel like the Steelers could force eight turnovers here. They could score four defensive touchdowns, which would be great for me in fantasy because I have them in one of my leagues. Mm-hmm. Um, I just <laughs> – I think this could get ugly, and, like, this could be that game that forces Jerry Jones just to snap uh, because I think this could just get out of hand in a hurry. Yeah, I mean, we saw what the Steelers' defense did to the reign MVP. Now you have yeah. – uh, it sounds like Danucci's not even going to play. They have – pra- Is it the practice squad? Like, is Cooper, uh, Cooper, Cooper Rush, Rush or um, – Gary Gilbert. Yeah, well. It's it's brutal, man. So, that yeah, that side of the ball, it's a complete mismatch, and – I don't. I mean, the Steelers have one of the best run defenses already in the NFL. Anyway, it's not like anyone has had trouble defending the Dallas, uh, the Dallas Cowboys trying to run the ball. Not just because of who's under center, but all the injuries they've had yeah. up front. So you have that. You flip over the other side. The Steelers' offense week to week. I mean, last week they struggled against uh, the Ravens, but they have gotten better overall. We've seen the young receivers, obviously Claypool, but even Deontay Johnson. These guys are just improving along with huge. It's just. They have so many weapons. I just look at this game, and depending on where you look, like Bet Online right now has 13 and a half uh, for the Steelers. So depending on where you can find, uh, if you can find that instead of 14, obviously go and grab it so you can get that that half point there. Because yeah, it feels like at least a two touchdown game. But honestly, I I think this, the Steelers, if they play to their capability, they should be winning by 20 plus. They just it's a complete mismatch on both sides of the ball, and I I feel really terribly for uh, anyone. Uh, who's a Cowboys fan trying to support whatever quarterback is going to be in there because, man, that's a that's a tough uh, first start there of the season. And for uh, at least, I think, yeah, both guys would be their first starts of their career. So good luck with that. Uh, <laughs> and I, I, don't, I don't anticipate the Cowboys stopping the, the Steelers attack either on the other side. Tony Romo is going to be working overtime in this one because – can he play? Well, that's what I was going to say. Like, I feel like he's going to get a text about midway through the second quarter, um, like, hey, man, you're you're one of the best there is in terms of sports commentary right now, but we may actually need you on the field because uh, I, I can just imagine him kind of breaking this game down. That, that should be uh, interesting as well. So, uh, all right, let's get to our, our upset picks of the week, and I'll just start off with mine because this is not really – Look, I gave away, you know, my stone cold lead pipe upset of the year last week with the Bengals, and actually, I, I mean, we we hit on that one. So I'm yeah. going to be kind of riding that one for a couple of weeks because this one is really not much of an upset at all, uh, and that's why I had to pick this one because I didn't have any other upsets everywhere else. So I'm going with the favorites in a lot of these games, um, and that is the Raiders who are on the road against the Chargers. The Raiders are only one point underdogs in this one, so. This thing could even be like the Raiders could even be favored by the time the game plays. So um, I'll I'll also add in another potential upset of the week in another game we'll get to. So I'm just I'm throwing in these caveats. Okay, I'm picking these as my <laughs> official ones here on our list, but I am gonna throw in uh, some caveats here as we go along because uh, it's just kind of one of those weeks with the schedule. But uh, yeah, I mean we talked about the Chargers. You never trust the Chargers. I know we used to say that about the Raiders, but the Raiders are coming off that win against the Browns, and I know it's the Browns, but I just feel like this Raiders team is one that you can trust a little bit more than some of the others, but uh, it looks like with your pick here, Dylan, uh, you do not feel the same, and uh, you are going to you're going to pick your Chargers here. So, well, I, I think both these teams are ones where I, if I have expectations, I should yes. go the opposite way, and sure. naturally, I felt like so as a game the Raiders could win, and you know, move to five and three. Look, looking at those uh, wild card, all three wild card playoff spots up for grabs this year. 
But at the same time, it, it felt like after, especially what happened to the Chargers last week, this is the kind of game that they just find a way to win in the past where you just are now you're counting them out. You're, where all the jokes are being made, and then they eke out a, a field goal game. I do think this is almost a top, like a, a coin flip, really, between these two sides. Both pretty even on offense, ranking really similarly in DVOA. Both really uh, efficient throwing the ball, not uh, fantastic running. And then on defense, so that's where it separates it a bit for me. The Chargers are still more middle of the pack. Obviously, you saw what they did at the end of the game against the Broncos. It did not inspire confidence. The Raiders might be able to run up uh, some points on them. But I do worry about just... Again, the Vegas defense is it's down near the bottom with Jacksonville and Cincinnati with the worst defenses DVOA wise in the entire NFL. They've been them and Jacksonville have been basically thirty one thirty two for the last four weeks. So uh, that's where I struggle with because I still you still see how good the Chargers offense can be and they still put up a lot of points against a pretty good Denver defense that's ranking much higher than Vegas. So I I think you know again though the expectations who knows what's going to happen but uh, at least a part of me feels like the Chargers should uh, be able to get the win. Yeah, should be actually probably one of the better games of the week. I wouldn't expect this to be a blowout one way or the other, but as you said, it is the Raiders and the Chargers, so uh, throw all expectations out the window here. But uh, I had no choice. I had to make this my upset of the pick, upset with pick of the week because uh, just don't have any elsewhere. So, uh, all right, yours. You're going to stay on the Titans strain here. It worked out for me last week with the Bengals, uh, and I just I can't even believe what I'm saying right now, Dylan. But the Titans are playing the Bears. The Bears. Um, the Titans, five-and-a-half-point favorites here. They were six-point favorites in Cincinnati against the Bengals. That didn't work out too well. Uh, and now we've got uh, the Bears. So I guess this is an interesting one because uh, mm-hmm. I will tell you, I in the Clutch Points League, I picked up the Titans defense uh, because I, I had the Saints who were playing the Bucks, and I had the 49ers, which I can't believe that I'm halfway through the season here having to drop the 49ers defense. But that's where we are. Um, all right, I – I don't know. Like, I do think this game could be pretty ugly. Uh, but mm-hmm. at the same time, I just, as little as I trust the Titans, and this is well documented at this point, I just do not trust the Bears. I don't trust their offense. I, even against this Titans defense, and I know this Titans defense has been bad, mm-hmm. but I just, I still don't trust the, I don't trust the Bears. I just, I can't do it. Yeah, I'm, I'm not insanely confident in this pick, but it's it's more of like a, a kind of a weird feel thing with the Bears that I mean, they almost, despite all these issues, almost beat the Saints last week. I know they're at home. I hear they're going to Tennessee, a little bit different situation. But, I mean, the defense that they're facing much, as you, as you point out, the Titans defense has been uh, pretty brutal this year, especially against the pass. Not that the Bears are great against the pass, but their defense is uh, ranking really highly up there. We saw how the Titans, until late in the game against the Steelers, really struggled. They're not ranking that far behind uh, in the Bears' defense compared to the Steelers in DVOA. So, yeah, the five-and-a-half-point spread. Also, I feel like I, you know, I was having – I've gotten some pretty good upset picks. If I went back through, I think I've nailed a lot of them uh, the last uh, however many few, uh, weeks it's been now. But at the same time, I, I miss the, the glory of ones like picking the Raiders to beat the Saints early in the year, that kind of pick. And this has that, that five-and-a-half nice spread there. As you said, we don't really trust the Titans. So uh, more taking a shot here because I literally have no upsets otherwise, too. Um, so I was looking at other uh, possible picks, and this is the one that felt the most fun and the one where I could be like, yeah, I could totally see the Bears' uh, defense playing strong 
offense doing just enough to win a really weird like 1917 kind of game. Yeah, it does have a weird game feel to it uh, for sure with this one. Uh, yeah, I could I could see this being a one of the uglier games of the week just because as we know, I mean these two teams they've been a little up and down, but uh, we'll see we'll see what happens here. <laughs> I mean again they they still have great records uh, despite mm-hmm. uh, being up and down. So we'll see what happens there with those. Before we get to our quick picks for the week, let's talk to you about Indeed. Uh, even though sports had a break, your business did not. You have to keep moving, and that makes hiring more important than ever. And Indeed is here to help. Indeed.com, as we continue to say, the number one job site in the world because Indeed gets you the best people fast. Unlike other sites, Indeed gives you full control and payment flexibility over your hiring process. You only pay for what you need. You can pause your account at any time, and there are no long-term contracts. Plus, Indeed provides powerful tools to make your search that much easier, just like sponsored jobs, which are shown to be three and a half times more likely to result in a hire. 73% of online job seekers are visiting Indeed each month, and Indeed is going to get you the important hire you need, just like they have for over 3 million businesses. Right now, Indeed offering our listeners a free $75 credit to boost your job post, which means more quality candidates will see it fast. So try out Indeed with a free $75 credit at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. It's their best offer available anywhere. Go right now, Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Offer valid through December 31st. All right, uh, let's get to our quick picks. Packers at the Niners. Packers are six-point favorites in this one. Here is my caveat betting lock of the week. Um, as I said, if things get a little weird with that Vikings-Lions one, if that one somehow gets pushed up to double digits uh, or maybe doubles to get to eight, uh, this is the one I would put in as your betting lock of the week because uh, the 49ers, as we know, Dylan, they are just decimated right now. Um, and the Packers are coming off a loss, so I think you'll have a more focused uh, Packers team. At least you should. I keep saying it, though. It just seems like when the Packers play in San Francisco, sometimes it doesn't go well, Um, and I know we're talking about a completely different team than that one they played in the NFC title game. Uh, So I think even at six points, I think the Packers should win this game by a touchdown at least. Um, So this is one that, that I would put in my back pocket maybe as another potential betting lock. Yeah, I think the Packers should dominate with, yeah, as you mentioned, all the injuries, all the guys on the COVID list and everything, the short week. It's just a pretty brutal performance, too, against the Seahawks. It all points to that. But in the back of my head, I remember the game. They, they faced each other two years ago in Green Bay, to be fair. But Nick Mullins had a fantastic game and kept the, the Niners in it. The Packers eked it out, I believe. But I, I just you saw how Nick, Nick Mullins looked against the Seahawks at the end of that game. The Packer defense ranking pretty low. Uh, DVOA, they've slipped all the way to 29 after uh, last week's performance against the Vikings. I don't know if they're that bad, but their offense is ranking so high. I'm still picking the Packers to win, uh, uh, depending on everyone that is able to play for them on offense, too. That will make a difference. But uh, I know they've had some of the issues with <laughs> their uh, injuries also, but also some of the COVID list stuff. So it's it's kind of up in the air on that side. But uh, easily pick for me to pick the Packers. I just I don't feel maybe quite as confident about that spread because you said, yeah, that weird things happen when these teams play in San Francisco. Um, and just overall, the Packer defense is still a little underwhelming. Yeah, it's uh, – I don't know. I just – something about this game. Like, if this game is played in Green Bay 100%, like, I'd take this, yeah. this every day. But I don't know. Just in San Francisco, you just – I don't know. It's one of those where I still think they should win by a touchdown, but we'll see. Uh, Broncos at the Falcons. Uh, I don't trust either one of these teams at all. Uh, Falcons, four-point favorites in this one. Uh, I'm going to pick the Falcons here, mm-hmm. but 
No, I mean, come on. How many how many times have I picked the Falcons? <laughs> like since we started doing this podcast, I've picked the Falcons so many times, and how many times uh, has that not worked out because of just crazy, crazy things? Uh, I almost considered picking up Drew Locke as a quarterback in our Clutch Points <laughs> League for this week, just because I knew he was playing against the Falcons. Uh, but I didn't go that far. Um, I mean. I don't. I don't know how many times. Like we could just, you and I could just take a, a break and just grab some water or something during the Falcons segment each week. We can just play over the same thing we've said many times. To where, <laughs> man, the Falcons are such a talented team, and they've got this going for them, and they could do this. But man, they just don't know how to win, and they find ways to lose games. Like we could just play that over week after week after mm-hmm. week. I don't even. I don't even know what you say at this point. Other than that, I I w- <laughs> I'm picking the Falcons, but this has that total feel of, of yeah. like, oh yeah, this is a game that would blow. Maybe it's I'm still sticking with them though because of how just insanely not confident I am in, in Denver and their offense despite what they're able to do against the Chargers. I mean the Falcons and Chargers are kind of at this point the two teams that we expect to disappoint. But man, I if it was in Denver, I'd almost I'd probably pick Denver. I don't know. I mean the, the Falcons have played better lately. Their defense has played uh, uh, fairly well. I mean you saw what they did last week against the Panthers team that was scoring at will against a lot better defenses than Atlanta has, uh, you know, honestly should have, should be on a three game winning streak. If Todd Gurley just falls at the half yard line, think about some of the games early in the year, they lost, especially the the Cowboys one, but the bear or the games of the bears as well. I mean, this it, it's the same thing. Like you're saying, we can just repeat what we always say about the Falcons, but they should be better. They are better than two and six, but they really could be five and three, like easily. Yeah. <laughs> so with, with things that aren't even that crazy, like not even just like, oh, one bad drive here and there. It's literally covering an onside kick, falling at the half yard line. Like, I don't know why they just didn't need the ball and after getting that first down. But you know what I mean? Like these yeah. things aren't even like one drive here and there. It's just little plays, little bad breaks. I just think they are better and I think they will win this game. But man, I, I we're here on Monday talking about a Bronco win. I won't be surprised. I mean, the Falcons, as we say every week, they're just one of the least uh, least predictable teams out there. Yeah, they are for sure. And uh, this, I don't know, this could be another wild one. Uh, as we, we know, I mean, at least at least the Falcons are must watch because you know it's going to be exciting one way or the other. <laughs> True. Um, so uh, this next one, I also almost considered this in place of the Seahawks and Bills <laughs> for my pick. Uh, as the potential game of the week, because uh, this one could actually be pretty good. The Ravens at the Colts. Ravens, two-and-a-half-point favorites in this one. I almost, actually, too, considered this as my uh, upset of the week. Almost took the Colts here, because, um, yeah, I actually did think about it. Uh, I know as good as that Steelers, uh, you know, Ravens game was last week, and the Mm -hmm. Colts are coming off that big win against the Lions, but then I remember, well, the Ravens are not the Lions, and a completely different team, completely (laughs) different matchup. I think this could be one of those games where Phillip Rivers struggles a bit um, because of what he's going up against with the Ravens. Just a different dynamic, um, and I also feel pretty good about the fact that Lamar Jackson will probably be able to do some things pretty well against the Colts. Um, I think the Colts could score more points than people expect here, uh, even with Mm -hmm. Rivers potentially struggling, but uh, I just can't pick them to beat the Ravens. I just don't think they're, they're to that point yet. Yeah, I mean, this game, I'm picking the Ravens as well. It's surprising to me, like you said, that you considered it, because I know just yeah. overall I've definitely been a little higher on the Colts this season. Uh, I've, I've cooled off a bit, but nonetheless, their defense still ranking really well. And that's why, I mean, the thing I feel the best about this game, that 47 over-under, it's not that high for yeah. what these teams are, but, man, the, 
these two offenses, for everything the Ravens have done great, they're still second in uh, running the ball, uh, rushing them uh, DVOA. They're 24th in passing. They're all the way at 20th overall in offense. The Colts at 22nd uh, in offensive DVOA. And we're talking about two top five defenses. So I, I think I would go with the under there. I really don't think it's going to be a pretty game, even indoors in Indianapolis. I really, yeah, the, the main reason I'm picking against uh, against Indianapolis, I, I still worry yeah, about Phillip Rivers, that factor. I'm not convinced against a good defense he's going to play that well. We saw when they beat the Bears uh, how much they still struggled to, to move the ball and settle for a lot of field goals. I think you're going to see similar action here. I, I think it was a much better Pittsburgh offense that Baltimore faced last week, and they really, for most of the game, shut down Pittsburgh. If they don't turn the ball over so much, they probably win that game. I think the Ravens are the better team. They'll get the win. But this, yeah, like you said, this this could have been, this is up there with uh, maybe one of the games of the week. I just don't think if you love points, it's going to be the most uh, exciting game. I do think in terms of coaching and like style and, and if you love defense, there's a lot to love here. Both, both coaches and uh, both offensive uh, you know, the way that they organize uh, their attacks and their game plans are exciting for how low they are ranking. So they could make for one of the more interesting games if you really love football and like diving into to beyond just, you know, watching fantasy highlights. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, there's probably going to be some creativity and uh, some fun offense in this next game with the Panthers at the Chiefs. Chiefs are 11-point favorites. You're probably, I mean, I'm going to pick the Chiefs to win this game, mm-hmm. but I am you know interested to see. You know, you have the Panthers where you've got a first-year coach and, and Matt Rule coming in and you know, you're playing the defending champ, so I think they're going to bring out some cre- creative stuff here. I mean, they always do. Uh, that's one thing we know to expect from him and, and Joe Brady there. And um, So I, I think this could actually be a pretty fun game. I just don't think the Panthers are going to be able to keep up with the Chiefs. Uh, and as we said, I mean, I think the Panthers' defense is just something where, you know, it's it's still going to take a bit to get that defense back to where they were, you know, when they were playing in the Super Bowl several years ago. Uh, it's just not on that level right now, and so uh, Chiefs should be able to, to score some points. But, like I said, also wouldn't be surprised if Panthers put up some points here. Uh, it should be uh, interesting there, at least from an offensive standpoint. Yeah, the Chiefs' defense is uh, – it's hard to know week to week. Obviously, the last their last couple games, you can't really learn much facing the Broncos and yeah. Jets' offenses. But I think the, how they performed against the Bills maybe is a little more, uh, you know, what we're kind of looking for. And as we've seen them kind of improve this year, uh, holding that team, I believe, to 17 points. So, I mean, I, yeah, I'm, I'm confident that they'll have a good game plan. I, I do agree, though, the Panthers might be able to put up some points. But at the end of the day, just too much firepower for the Chiefs against a, a Panther defense, which has had moments where they look fine. But this isn't, you know, this isn't a normal offense you're facing. This is, uh, despite their rushing attack being in the middle of the road in efficiency, this is the number one uh offense and, and all of DVOA because of how high their pass uh, offense is. It's just they're so much higher than the next uh, second-place team in DVOA passing the ball. They're It's just insane what they're able to do. They're adding new things. It's, it's so fun to watch week to week. And maybe, yeah, maybe the 11 points is a little high in terms of uh, definitely – I didn't really – you know, it's weird. I didn't consider this as a possible lock. Maybe that's me being a little bit too bullish on the Panthers and what they're kind of creating there. But I do – because it, it does feel like this should be a game the Chiefs offense finds a way to put up enough points to win by a couple TDs. Yep, probably so. Uh, yeah, I didn't really consider it either. Um, just, I don't know. Like you said, I could see the Panthers scoring some points here. Uh, but it should be fun. should be good from a, a fantasy perspective probably for these two teams. Uh, this next one, maybe not so much, uh, unless you've got the defenses. Giants at Washington. Uh, Washington, three-point favorites here, and uh, the battle for the NFC East rages on. 
uh, as yes. my new pick, as I've claimed here on the podcast, Washington. Uh, I would like to see them pick up the win here because uh, that would make my pick of them winning the division look even better right now. Uh, obviously, I didn't make that pick for the season, but uh, you know, <laughs> I, li- I like to revise my picks uh, as we go along. Um, I, as we uh, as we were discussing our, our upsets earlier, I almost actually made the switch here to pick the Giants. Um, decided to mm-hmm. leave it with Washington. I um, this one's probably like fifty-one forty-nine for me. I think this could actually be a pretty good game. But unfortunately, it's a good game between two bad teams. Um, I, I, I'll stick with Washington, but, I mean, I don't know. Like, this is another one where it's, you know, these these division games where you have teams playing each other again, um, you get some strange results sometimes. But clearly, Washington's only a field goal favorite. So um, this, this should be a good game. But uh, I'll stick with them, even though I think the Giants could, could make it interesting and maybe even win this game. And like you said, the second time they're playing, but not only did they just play, it was only a couple weeks ago. Yeah, I was thinking about uh, that. I was like, it wasn't that long ago, was it? Yeah. yeah. So I, I, I'm, I'm picking Washington. I think I picked them back then for the same reason I'm going to stick with them here. It's just they have easily out of the all the, the four um, outside of special teams, the four units on the field for this game, they have the only unit that's ranking anywhere near the top ten, and it's fourth in DVOA in, in the Washington defense. Uh, the Giants' defense down at 18th. They've definitely improved this year, but both offenses really far down. I think the Giants may, uh, or Washington have a little more success given the Daniel Jones, but I don't know. I mean, the, the Giants, for being 1-7, and seven, have had, played some good games against good teams. Uh, obviously, the Rams game sticks out to me. They almost – we able to win that one in Los Angeles. Kept it really close. Obviously, what we just saw with Tampa Bay, now if Tampa could just hold on to a couple of picks, it's a, a different outcome. But And then there's the Bears game. Like, they've had a lot of games. Even week one against the Steelers, they kind of kept that one close. So, I don't – the Giants are a weird team for me. I won't be surprised yet if they win. Um, but I guess, yeah, outside of the Cowboys, for everything, for all the uh, negativity of – expressed towards the NFC East. I will say that outside of when the Cowboys are involved, the Giants, Washington, and Eagles, I expect these games to be close, so at least you have that going for you. Yeah, uh, that's true. Well, you at least go with that. But this will give us more insight into the wild, wild East. Um, so uh, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Uh, and that one, uh, Texans at the Jags. Uh, our AFC South has just not been as exciting this year. Um, we haven't just had the wackiness maybe that we're used to with uh, our, our our brand and our division here on the podcast. But uh, Texans, seven-point favorites here. I don't know. Like, it's a Texans-Jags game. That just, that just kind of shows mm-hmm. you where the Jags are at. Like, the Texans aren't great, uh, but they're still a touchdown favorite on the road here against the Jags. Deshaun Watson's on the field. I'm picking him over uh, the Jags here, who are going to be making a quarterback switch. Uh, so Texas defense, even though, as we've talked many times, it's not the Texas defense of old, um, they're not a bad play uh, fantasy this week, uh, knowing that the Jags are kind of working in a new quarterback. And, uh, yeah, I'm just going to pick the Texans. This is another one of those games where it's like, to be, be honest, like even Washington and the Giants feel like you have something at stake. But mm-hmm. this one is like, this is just a game. Like, I don't feel like there's anything at stake, <laughs> anything at all at stake here with the Texans and the Jags. Even even when the Texans uh, were able to win the division last year, they faced they played uh, at least in Houston a really close game against Jacksonville. They've, they, the Jags always kind of find a way to keep these ones uh, neck and neck, but I don't think that's going to be the case. I've not I, I would never consider picking this again as a lock because of uh, just you know obviously the Texans have been really bad this year too. There's a two one and six football yeah. teams and uh, it all but it, it comes down especially with that seven point spread. I think it's seven and a half at that online, um, but. You know, Deshaun Watson should against the Jaguars defense, which is ranking last against the pass. 
I think they should do enough on offense. Uh, there's no excuse for Houston, which even though they've been absolutely abysmal running the ball, the worst efficiency in the NFL, they're 10th in passing. So expect some points from Houston, even though I, what is the, the over-under in this game? Yeah, 51. Okay, so it's not, not too bad. I, I don't know if I would go that high, but I do think Houston, uh, that's the only side of the ball where I see much happening. The other, the flip side, that's going to be an absolute mess when you talk about Jacksonville's offense and what we've seen from them lately, especially with the transition, as you mentioned, at QB uh, against Houston. I, I have no idea what to expect. That, that could go any, any way. So, I mean, yeah, maybe they'll get some sacks and turnovers. That's why fantasy play-wise it's a, a good play, even if Jacksonville puts up some points. Uh, so we'll see, though. Should yeah, be a weird one. It, it should be a weird one. That's the best way to put it. Uh, believe it or not, this one could actually be fun. Uh, Dolphins at the Cardinals. Cardinals, four-and-a-half-point favorites in this one. Uh, I think some may have expected that to be a little bit mm-hmm. higher. Uh, but, again, the Dolphins coming off that win against the Rams. Tua, uh, I'm saying it right now, Dylan. I talked about Drew Locke earlier. Yep. Uh, I am, I'm starting Tua. He's my quarterback this week because my man. Man, my man Joe Burrow is on a bye. Uh, I'm going with it. I'm going with Tua this week uh, on the road against a Cardinals defense that has been better than we expected, so that tells you how smart I am um, starting him. But uh, I'll go with it. We'll see what happens. I uh, don't really have many other options in a in a clutch points league that uh, <laughs> we have. What is it? Fourteen team league. There's just yeah. not a lot of quarterback options out there. And um, maybe I should look at Drew Locke, but nah, I'll just roll with Tua. We'll see what happens. Um, so there. I mean, this is like this. This one actually could be pretty good. Like I almost thought mm-hmm. about picking the Dolphins here as my upset pick of the week, but uh, I think. You know, Cardinals coming off the bye. I just feel like they're going to be able to do what they want on offense. Um, and I feel like, you know, the Miles Gaskin injury, that doesn't help the offense because he had been kind of a, a bright spot at running back for them. He gave them some things, you know, we could do there. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I'm just – it's hard to pick against the Cardinals here, even though for a split second I did think about picking the Dolphins. Yeah, in terms of your fantasy prospects, way more fun to play to it, obviously, I think, <laughs> at this point. I do worry a bit. Arizona's defense, as you mentioned, has been – uh, much better than expected, but just com- if you compare it with the Dolphins where they only had, you know, under 200 yards against the Rams last week, the Rams and Cardinals defenses, at least in efficiency-wise, rank almost exactly the same. You have uh, they're both ninth and 10th right next to each other in DVOA, but how they defend the pass uh, a little bit better than against the run is almost even. Now the Dolphins defense, also much better, leading the NFL in points per game against. Uh, I do think this is a different uh, opponent they're getting in Arizona offense, figuring out their strengths and has started to finally embrace running the ball more. They're fourth in DVOA running the ball. And that's the one, that's the one thing that we saw with the, the Rams against uh, the Dolphins. I talked about this in the last podcast a lot. If they stuck to the run, they'd probably win that game. Dolphins 32nd. And uh, despite being really good third against the pass on defense or 32nd against the run, Arizona has to just slam the ball down their throat. I think they should win. They are the uh, better team at this point. But I think that one thing I want to note about the Dolphins, Hey, you, you lose this game, maybe you're four and four. That's fine. After that, uh, you've probably looked at their next four games. Eventually they get the Chiefs down the road, but before that they get the Chargers, the Broncos, the mm. Jets, and the, and the Bengals. That that has yep. uh, eight and four, seven and seven and five written all over it. I'm telling you, that, that gets you close to one of those last playoff spots in the AFC. I would love it. I would love to see the <laughs> Dolphins get into the playoffs. Like I'm just like give me give me the Dolphins in there and let's just uh let's let magic happen. Two two work is magic, man. I don't even have a good yeah. game, but Look, look what happened. She put him on the field, and uh, they win the game. So he's a winner. We'll see uh, in that one. But, yeah, I think this is a, this is a sneaky good game here between the Cardinals mm-hmm. and Dolphins. Oh, this next one. I, I don't think this one's sneaky good at all. Um, this this could mm-hmm. be this could be rough. Patriots yeah. at the Jets. What a way to cap off the, the, the week in the NFL. Um, in our picks here, 
I mean, Patriots are seven-point favorites here, but they, like you brought up a good point before we started recording. Think about this. Think about the fact that Patriots are only seven-point favorites against the worst team in the NFL by mm-hmm. far, and the Patriots are only a touchdown favorite on the road here. Remember back to last year. We just talked about the Dolphins. What was it? Patriots were like 22-point favorites on the road against the Dolphins <laughs> last year. Um, yeah. They're seven-point favorites on the road against the Jets team that – I don't know. Like, I wonder, like, thinking of the comparisons to the two, like, I I don't know. Like, I think the Jets may be worse than that Dolphins team was last year at that point. Now, that may yeah. just be me forgetting and seen a lot of football since then, but I think mm. you can make the argument that this Jets team is is worse than that. So, man, I, I mean, obviously I'm picking the Patriots to win the game, but the fact that I never considered this as my lock of the week, ooh, that that's not good for Patriots fans. Yeah, I don't. I don't know if they're worse. I think they. I mean, at this point, at this point in the season last year, the Dolphins yeah. of 2019 were much better than this Jets team. Uh, I think the factor that it comes into play, Fitzpatrick made a lot of things happen that a lot of quarterbacks might not be able yeah. to do to make that Dolphins offensive line last year that was so brutal look better. But yeah, it's it's crazy that I didn't even consider this a betting lock. I mean, the Jets are. As you said, the worst team in the NFL. They're, I, I, I'm picking the Patriots to win this game. I think they should cover that seven-point spread. I, I can looked a little better at some points last week, and the Jets' defense uh, has really dropped off, uh, even against the run, where that's still the one thing they do decently well. But they're 31st against the pass. And New England's defense, though, has been awful too. They're ranking lower than the Jets in DVOA by one spot. It's going to be ugly. I'm not. Looking forward to this having to be a standalone game. I wish this was in there with eight games at 10 a.m. Pacific time for me uh, uh, there uh, so I could kind of only watch the, the highlights. It's not going to be a pretty one, but I think New England, uh, at least, uh, we'll see how Cam plays, but I, I just think there's enough talent where you don't have to have that much talent to beat the Jets, even no matter where the game is. So New England should win. Don't have a lot else to say about it, though. I was gonna say, this is probably not a red zone, <laughs> not a red zone friendly game. I don't think we're going to see this game a whole lot uh, on the red zone, uh, to be honest with you. I just, uh, I just don't think that's going to happen. So, uh, all right. Well, there you go. There are picks uh, for this week in the NFL, and uh, you know some some pretty good games on the list, as we said, several potential games of the week type uh, scenarios, and you've got some potential blowouts for sure uh, with some of those games uh, we talked about. With that, but uh, Dylan, uh, everything else we have over at Clutch Points, keeping you up uh, with all the action going on in the NFL and uh, lots of stuff happening uh, and getting ready for the NBA, whatever the next move is going to be there uh, in the league. Yes, you can follow all of our uh, NFL games uh, in the, within the Clutch Points app. You can also go in the Clutch Points app to read all of our NFL, NBA content. Yeah, we'll see when the season or the off season, I guess, officially starts for the NBA. We'll have all of that covered in the app as well as on ClutchPoints.com. NBA uh, content, obviously, under the NBA section there. You go to the NFL section for all of our NFL news. We'll have you search fantasy football, all of our stardom sit-em articles, droppable lists, all that kind of stuff. Hopefully you uh, listened to our last episode with the waiver wire pickups and made some solid selections. But, hey, with all these guys that are getting called out uh, with uh, different uh, either injuries that have kind of bobbed up or uh, guys getting put on the COVID list, maybe there's still some pickups for you to make. So you can find all that on clutchpoints.com if you search fantasy football. Yep, check all that up there. And, uh, again, be sure to subscribe to the podcast. Any podcast app you use, search for us on there. Uh, subscribe for free. And uh, thanks, as always, to the fine folks at Blue Wire for all that they do. And thank you, as always, for listening, and we'll talk to you guys next time here on the Established Best Podcast.
All right, our friends at Bet Online, uh, they're still doing awesome things, of course. Uh, football back in full swing. You may not be out of game this year, but you'll see you can still be in on the action at Bet Online. Bet Online going the extra mile to make sure you get in on every possible chance to win this season. From game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props, Bet Online gives you more options to wager than anywhere else. You can get in on their season opening bonuses today and start off wagering on wins, division, and championship futures all day, every day. Just do it over at Bet Online today and take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. And don't forget, use that promo code BLUEWIRE at BetOnline.ag. That's promo code BLUEWIRE, all one word. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts.